0: If you've ever wondered what would happen if three friends, a firefighter, a lawyer, and a chaplain, got together to talk about the joys and challenges of raising their kids, well, wonder no more. Welcome to the Three Men and Their Babies podcast. This
1: is Marcus Landsberg. I have two kids. A boy who's six years old, and another boy who's
0: six months.
2: My name is James Duggins. I have two daughters. One is three. One
1: is one month old.
0: This is Anthony Solano, and I'm a proud father of a two-and-a-half-year-old daughter. So, hey, guys. Either of you have anything you want to share this week? I do. I do. How are you guys doing tonight? I'm doing wonderfully.
1: What about you, Duggins? How are you doing? Hey, I'm doing pretty good. Thanks for asking. There we go. I don't believe any of
0: those yeah, answers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: You contrived sons of guns. So if you start the episode with calling everyone out for not being honest, it's going to drive a wedge.
0: I take it back. I believe everything you guys said. You're so sincere.
1: All right. Start them over.
2: Apparently we're starting over. Okay, guys.
0: So my question for tonight is what are you guys passing down to your kids from your childhood? Is there anything that you loved as a kid or that you learned as a kid that you are passing down to your kids now?
1: Why don't you go first, James? Ooh,
2: this is a heavy one for me. Um, I think about this one a lot Um, because my childhood wasn't exactly – good. I, I don't have fond memories of my childhood. Um, in fact, I think part of my coping mechanism was to forget. It was my escape from some of the garbage that I went through. Um, I have a Korean mother and if anyone knows of Asian mothers, in her age range, that late 60s, 70s age range, they, they tend to have a personality um, stereotype that's pretty well known. Um, kind of nuts. And on top of that, she also had severe anxiety, borderline personality disorder, um, some other things. So growing up, I basically had to support my mother's emotional deficiencies and that was a really heavy burden to bear as a child. Um, I went through a lot of, there was emotional and physical abuse. Um, I suffered through sexual abuse as a child. And wow. a, a lot of that was, my guilt and shame was weaponized against me. Um by I'm sorry my Sorry to mom. hear
1: that. I'm sorry you had to go through that. Yeah, no, No, I'm I appreciate very that. Sorry I had to go through that. Yeah, oh, it, man, was, it was it so was rough. I'm going to let it's, that pass without saying something. Yeah. Like that's <laughs> oh, No, yeah. that's a huge thing. Like I mean seriously. Yeah. Sorry I had to go through that.
2: Yeah, it was rough. I I it sucked, you know. I, I mean it's I'm still working on it, you know. I'm 41 years old. I don't know. Um I'm still unpacking a lot of that, you know. And the more that I know about my mom's conditions, um her issues is slowly making it easier for me to understand like how that shaped me as, as the man that I am now. You know, there was a lot of like, well, could have been, coulda, shoulda, wouldas and all that. But now it's more like, well, here I am who I am now. And for a long time, I feared having children because I was so terrified that I would screw it up.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Mm.
2: You know, that I wouldn't be capable, that I would be a bad dad, that I would be a failure, that I would not be good enough. Because I was basically told my entire life, everything that I did was never good enough and who I was wasn't good enough. And I should have been someone else, someone different, some everything. Um, so for me, the big – obviously, I don't want any of that for my daughter. My daughters, sure. excuse me. Yeah. So my lesson – And the thing that I want to share with them is just acceptance. Mm. You know, I want, I want my kids to know that they're accepted 100% for who they are, what they care about. And I want to nurture and support everything that they have an interest in and let them know that's totally cool. That their personality is perfect, just how it is, you know, and I want to find those things that they're into and nurture that. And, That's, that's, that's kind of like my guiding light, you know, in how I I look at my kids and how I want to raise them. Also in in knowing that I, I don't necessarily like want to overly smother them and protect them from all the evils and ills just because I went through it. I don't want them to experience it. But at the same time, I recognize a lot of that struggle and pain that I went through shaped and fortified who I am and the personality that I have. And some of the traits that I now look as, Hey, I'm, this is awesome that I'm this way because of X, Y, and Z. And a lot of that for every crappy moment and awful thing that I experienced growing up taught me everything I know,
1: you know, every scar you have makes you more beautiful. Thank you. And I mean, you personally, Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, it's all about me. I'm an only child. Remember (laughs) episode one, we talked about that, (laughs) but, um, Yeah, so I just, I try to think about that and kind of guide them and I want to protect them and, you know, buffer them from the ills of the world, but still let them experience challenge and struggle, um, but just not at the epic levels that I experienced. So I think that's going to be something interesting and unique that I'm going to be able to bring to their upbringing. And, you know, my, my, my loving, amazing wife, and she is such a calm, balancing force. Wow. Um, to my chaotic highs and lows. So she's like oh, a beautiful neutral balance. So I think our children are going to really have this amazing variety of <laughs> everything. So I think we're so far, so good. So
0: far, so good. You guys bring that balance for each other.
2: Yeah, it really is a yin and yang um, that we have in our relationship, you know, opposites attract and everything. And we firmly believe in it. So I think our children are definitely going to reap the benefit of that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I wanna I wanna give them the anti-James childhood, <laughs> but with the lessons wow. learned from it, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
1: I
0: that's powerful, I was man.
1: Yeah, it is. I was gonna say um, my collection of Bazooka Joe comics, but. I took it in a different way. So, Anthony, why don't you go next <laughs> and let me think of something else. Um, I was going to
0: mention the uh, Mister Rogers DVD collection that we <laughs> just purchased on Amazon. Yeah. But uh, no, seriously, I, James, I really appreciate you sharing that, and you know that make that makes me reflect on some things from my childhood too that weren't necessarily positive that I definitely learned from. My parents got divorced when I was 13 and at mm-hmm. uh, the well, age of... I didn't of, know that. I'm sorry to hear that. Thanks, man. Yeah, and... Was it the during age, your
1: bar mitzvah?
0: It was just... Wait, a second, <laughs> did at I 13? have 13? Did I just... No, it was right after. It, it was during... No, I'm not Jewish, man, so I didn't have a... <laughs> all right, well, you said you're 13. That's what uh, I immediately thought.
1: I that's
0: all I think. Traditionally, traditionally. No, it's... Uh, I. was 13 when they got divorced, but when I was 12, my dad, we were living in the Midwest at the time. My dad actually moved to Switzerland. Wow. And Mm. from that point forward was very much uh, a satellite part of my life, just coming and going. We would see him. He worked in the hotel restaurant business, and he would have seasons where he worked, and then... Uh, In between seasons, he would be back in the Midwest and that's when we would see him. And that's pretty much how it played out from the age 12 until he passed away when I was 32. So for 20 years, that's how I experienced my dad. And I think, you know, when I reflect on that, just how little he was part of our lives. I just want to err on the side of being 100 percent present for my daughter. I want her to know without a shadow of a doubt that that I'm there for her, that I'm in her corner, that I'm not going to leave and that's, you know, I'm going to going to be there for her. So that's certainly one thing that I took from that experience, that negative experience and and I want to flip that and I want it to be a positive for her. So, and my family, so and not wow. just for my daughter, but for, you know, my wife, my, my family, my my friends. It really has, it really inspired me. And it, you know, it and just like you were saying, James, it took me a long time and many years to be able to come to that point. All that yeah. negative energy that you absorb with an experience like that, it comes to a point where you have a choice where you can either let it uh, impact you in a negative way or you can flip it and it makes you a better person. So that's, you know, that's what I really want to try and do. And that's, that's what um, it's really inspired me to do just to be there.
2: 100%. Yeah. boy, I tell you that, that is, um, something else I've realized too. I mean, I get drawn from my experience, same thing. Cause my mom, again, I was a single mom, you know, my dad was never involved in my life and that's a whole side story too. But, um, I was a latchkey kid cause she always worked overtime and even through all this chaos, like, I I was a latchkey kid from like age six. Like I would come home and like during summer vacation, um, I couldn't even like my mom would tell me it was illegal to go outside and play until I was 14. So I would sit inside all by myself, you know, uh, waiting for mom to come home and just the joy, the excitement and the just extreme joy of just having someone like mom come home, even through all the chaos. Right. And I've realized like that takeaway and watching how our kids are now that man, that is truly like the one thing that all they want is like our presence. You know what I mean?
0: Mm-hmm. Which is oh, just, man. it blows
2: me away how like we can give them presents, toys, all these all, all they want is you to just sit next to them and mm-hmm. look at this rock with them. <laughs> and then it's the world, the universe <laughs> mm-hmm. to them, you know? And I didn't realize that till I really kind of reflected on my past, you know, and seeing that now. So yeah, yeah man, I hear you on that. I totally do. <laughs>
1: I want to tell you guys, I really appreciate the two of you being part of this podcast with me. I knew when we did this that there was going to be – that I wanted three people to do it together. And I knew I wanted people with an experience that was different than mine, but that I got along with, that were friends with, but still looked at the world differently. And I think the dedication which you show to your kids, to the community, to the world – I admire that, and I admire the way – I want you guys to know that no matter how much I joke or make fun of you or what I say, especially <laughs> especially what ends up on The Cutting Room floor, which is most of the funny things that I say. I really admire <laughs> the way you guys do treat your kids, talk about your kids, and speak about and to your children. I do admire both that. I did not realize, though, that when I went to each of you individually to talk about a podcast about dads, that – Maybe I should have known, but I just did not realize that neither of you had that good relationship with your dad that you're both sort of chasing the ideal dad to be the in the role of the dad you imagined as opposed of the dad you had. Right? Mm-hmm. I had a very mm-hmm. different experience where I have an amazing – to this day, an amazing, wonderful – inspiring father who i love very much and who i look for as a role model and even if we never even on the minimal times we didn't get along we still got along amazingly if we Mm -hmm. had small disagreements none of them were important i love Um, that i love that and uh to this day my mom passed unfortunately recently but to this day uh, my father is by far the most influential person in my life and uh, I don't know if he will listen to this. We'll see if he does. Uh, hopefully someone will tell him. I'm not going to. But <laughs> but, but I, I, do, I putting that aside, the important thing is the, the idea that you guys really are chasing the dreams of your father. Um, I think that adds to the outlooks that we can all share and how you're sort of – I'm coming from someone who had a role model who is a father – who I think was amazing at it. And we'll talk more about that when it comes to the point where we talk about that. But you guys are really chasing the role of a father without having a role model in that position, if that makes sense. And so I think that's an interesting interplay.
2: Yeah. It sounds like we're, we're, at least for me and I, I I think we're probably on the same boat there. I I think we're trying to be, become that father that we wished we had you know and that that has shaped and changed as i've gotten older too and i look back of what that dream ideal father would have been you know as i've gotten older and matured um but it's kind of cool that we get to now be that for our children you know we can step in and create that you know and it is cool kind of shed shed that past because now we can look forward right to develop into what's best for our kids now and so our past it's like well it got us here now we can, you know, move forward and grow, and yeah, it's a good. Thanks for putting that into light, Marcus. That's a, it's an interesting point. I never really thought of that in that way, and um, yeah, it makes definitely. perfect sense. Yeah, know yeah. I've
1: absolutely compartmentalized both of you, and <laughs> and pop you into. No, into a very small box and determined <laughs> <laughs> everything you'll do in the future based on one a short story based on. But yeah, no, I I do admire the fact that, that you guys are going through that and you're dealing with that. And I think you're both doing it. One- I mean, I'm not the authority on it, but I think you're both doing it wonderfully.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, man. man. In my short time as a dad, two and a half years, mm-hmm. I've already found it to be a healing experience and just being able to put, put that out there for my daughter. And so that has been one aspect of parenthood that I didn't expect. That has really been amazing. I've, I've found, found that healing, you know, from, from part of my childhood that now I can provide something special for my daughter.
1: I don't think there's a lot of discussion out there of how being a father is helpful to the father. Mm. even more so that your job is to help your kids. Your job is to be there for your kids, whether it's the provider or the support staff or whether it's the taxi driver or whatever role you play. I don't think there's a lot of discussion about how teaching your kid to throw a baseball, run with slippers on their hands, play checkers, for example. There's not a lot of discussion about how that is healing to the parent and helps mm. the father uh, grow as a human or right. as make their heart grow, so to speak. It's purpose. You're right. Yeah. I think it's – I've never had such a unique singular
2: focus on something in my life. I've had a lot of things scatterbrained of interests and whatnot, but the the there is like one sole purpose in my life is to – do the best that I can to raise the best children that I can to be good citizens of the world. You know, like my time to change the world is kind of waning. Right. Mm-hmm. But what I can do is raise two little girls that can change the world. Right. That's right. Or just be happy and be just kind, be happy. content I, people. I, yeah. Just be kind, capping. I didn't people. want to
1: shoot. Your dream for your daughter's in the foot. But I mean, (laughs) really, if my kids are happy when they're my age, if they look back and say, I appreciate what he did, um, I'd be ecstatic. And if they have a happy, ordinary life where they're not changing the world for the world, but they're changing their world for themselves and their friends and their family in a better, positive way, I'd, I'd be more than ecstatic if that's what they rise to be. Oh, what is it they say?
2: Aim for the stars. If you miss, you'll still land on the moon. Yeah. Do people say that? <laughs> Probably not anymore. <laughs> not
0: after this. Well, <laughs> shoot for the
2: moon. <laughs>
0: you'll still land among the stars. Life is a chair of bullies.
1: This is what happens when you're raised by Garfield comics. (laughs) When you go, John, if only you'd come talk to my mom. (laughs) I'll take Odie for a walk.
0: (laughs) I think we've officially got off the rails, my
1: friend. Thanks for listening, everybody.
2: Enjoy your lasagna.
1: Well, I'm glad you took a left turn with that one and explained it. Uh, Maybe in our next episode. We'll talk about my collection of Bazooka Joe comics. Perfect. We